0: good evening. It's wonderful to be back again. It feels like it's been a while since I've been with all of you, since we've been with all of you. I'm Dr. George Andow, and we're your hosts, Judy Miller and Dr. George Andow, and this is A Journey Through Into Awareness. And once again, our aim is to always bring a show to you that carries a message and information that touches you in the place that only God knows you meet, that you can walk away from our show tonight and feel like you've really received a blessing and something that you can bring into your life. So we're excited as we always are to be here with you. And we have a wonderful man with tonight with us. He wrote this wonderful book, And his name is Jonathan Goldman, and he has a lot to say about the gift of the body.
1: So I'll read Jonathan's bio. So Jonathan, the great sages thought that the answers to healing, spiritual evolution, elevated consciousness, and living a happy and fulfilled life are inside all of us. But how exactly do we tap into that? Our guest Jonathan Goldman can answer these questions for us. As one of the first acupuncturists in the United States, and with over four decades of working with energy medicine, Jonathan has mapped where emotions, beliefs, and spiritual qualities operate in the energetic layers that are within and around the human body. And this has allowed him to create a very unique form of healing. Jonathan is the author of Gift of the Body, a multidimensional guide to energy, anatomy, grounded spirituality, and living through the heart. He is the founder of the Essential Light Institute, which is dedicated to teaching self-transformation and energy healing through direct relationship with the living force of light. So we welcome Jonathan to a journey through to awareness.
0: So wonderful, Jonathan, that you're here with us tonight.
2: Nice to be with you. Wonderful to be with you both. Thank you.
1: So Jonathan, the name of your book is Gift of the Body. Now, many people feel our body is a prison but you believe the body is the greatest gift in the universe. So what exactly is the human energy vehicle and how is our body a gift?
2: It's a great question. So uh, you just referred to feeling like the, your, your body is a prison. It's how I lived most of my life up until I was about 40 years old. You know, I used, uh, what I say is I was waiting for the parole board to meet, you know, <laughs> uh, like when do I get out? Uh, because, like so many people, I had my own version of trauma of pain of uh, confusion, and it felt like I was trapped. you know So what I realized is there's a there's a, a famous song that says "The only way out is through." And I was convinced by trying everything else to get out that why didn't I try going in and seeing if healing was available that way and so i did lots of therapy i did lots of different trainings and what i realized was by the by the working through of that pain by the acceptance what i call the radical acceptance of it there was this treasure chest waiting for me through that transformation that on the other side of the darkness of, and learning how to work with it and move, there was an incredible amount of light, incredible amount of pleasure. And so, what I came to realize was oh, everything is here. Everything is, is here. It's not just the pain that I had for so many years. This is a multi dimensional, multi layered, energetic configuration. This, the body is just part of it, what I think of my body. There are layers to it. We are an energy vehicle, created as what I say in my book is as a mobile schoolroom to learn. And one of the ways we learn, because it's just the nature of being in a body, is is by transforming the pain that all of us have. Some people more, some people less. By working to literally open that, and release the energy that's contained in it so that the good stuff is on the other side. And so I came to realize it's not a prison. It's a tremendous gift. It's a tremendous gift because every minute that I accept that I'm an incarnate human and that I work with that, I'm learning something.
0: Yes. Hence the name of our show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. Right, we always have to move through because we all, because we're so uncomfortable, look to get rid of Jonathan. Would you say that awareness is the first step? Becoming aware of what's going on,
2: actually, I would say, yeah, I would say awareness is the first step and it goes along with choice, yes, right in other words awareness to be able to the the, the um, oftentimes when i teach people the first step the first real step is what i call disidentification disidentification means i have it i'm not it right? but yet i own it but i own it it's Doesn't mine me. But, it, but it's not it, it's not me Sorry. okay so what's my choice my choice is to accept it my choice is to look at it in awareness Mm -hmm. and then learn how to work with it from the inside out to become what I call the commander of the vehicle, Mm -hmm. right? Most of us are sitting in the back seat just hoping that the thing doesn't crash. (laughs)
1: Right. So, Jonathan, similar to what Ann was asking and what you were just saying, so I think one of the things that you said in your book is that pain is supposed to exist, that suffering, on the other hand, is the result of our refusal to actually release the past.
2: That's right. That's right. Pain, pain is just contraction and stuckness, right? And we live in a universe of, that breathes, it expands and contracts. Our body, we expand and contract. Contraction is simply the other side, and we wouldn't know what pleasure was if we didn't have pain, right? That the yin and yang exist, but suffering, as uh, referring to the earlier conversation, is the refusal or the ignorance to. Confront it, accept it, and then work with the release of that. Right, it's different. Pain and suffering are not the same thing. Suffering is hanging on to it and living in that contraction. I learned this the hard way. You know, most of us fight contraction. We we stay and we stay half contracted, half expanded, and that's suffering. To give in and say, "Okay, this is really hard. This moment is super hard." I don't know what to do and I'm just going to feel it and go into like what I do with my hands. Right. We get right. It, And we, it, we get through and we hang in with it. And then what I call call light to it. And then whew, it comes back out. Yes.
1: Yes. So Jonathan, one of the things that makes your work so unique is the chakra map where you've actually outlined where different emotions actually live within the body and our chakra system. Can you share with us some of that?
2: Yeah, let me, let me tell you how it started because in that sto- this l- it's a very short story is also the whole uh, trajectory of my work. So in 1980, uh, late 87, early 88, I had been practicing acupuncture for 12 years in Boston, in a little seven by eight room most of the time in the top of my house. And in 19, late 87, I went to Brazil. I went to a mountain community, in, a, in an isolated mountain community in about four hours in Rio de Janeiro, where they practice a particular kind of spiritual work, spiritual healing work, the center of what which is the use of a tea that most people now know as ayahuasca, that, I, that in that context was called daiming. That completely opened. that experience of being there a month, opened up, among many, many other things, opened up my healing channel, now that I understand that I was latent the whole time. When I came back from Brazil, I still had my acupuncture practice, and weird things started happening. My hands would start burning, and I'd put them on somebody, and they'd get up and say, oh, they're, that they were totally well. I'd start hearing a voice that tell, told me what acupuncture points to do and on and on, and my hands would hover over a person. And at the beginning, I didn't feel what was going on. So my hands would hover for five minutes and this one would drop and then the other one would come. But one day I had my hand over the solar plexus, right? The, the stomach of a woman, about a foot and a half above her body, physical body. I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm holding my hand there. And all of a sudden this this thought comes into my head I don't know who I am anymore. So I don't know. Probably the two of you have the experience that there are times in your life when you don't know who you are anymore. That didn't happen to be one of those times for me. So I knew it wasn't my thought. So I said to her, I took the risk, and I said, let me tell you what I just heard. I don't know who I am anymore. She starts crying, oh, my God, that's exactly what's going on. My whole life is changing. I lost my job. My relationship has ended, and I was like, huh. And I wrote it down. That started a process over the next 15 years of every discrete place in every uh, chakra, in every layer of every chakra, meaning I was in one of the layers of her solar plexus chakra. I was in what's called the mental body of her solar plexus chakra. What I discovered then is that every layer of every chakra has discrete qualities that are contained in it that collectively we say is is us so in that particular place the the mental body of the third chakra is where identity lives like this life identity so who is jonathan fill in the blank right who is georgian fill in the blank that's where literally that thought lives it doesn't live here it lives there and this woman was in what's called we call the midlife crisis her life was transforming her whole self was being shaken up and she was having digestive problems and you know what they call female problems and so what I realized was rather than trying to fix it what if we just help it do what it's trying to do Mm -hmm. so in the helping it trying to do it sped up the process her symptoms got better and I realized huh there's, there's a whole world inside each of us of all of these qualities, mm-hmm. and they're distributed precisely. Mm-hmm. So what if I learn where they all are? Mm-hmm. And that's what led to the book. That's what led to the chakra map.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me a moment. Before we go on, could we, for the listeners, just explain uh, to them what chakras are? Sure. Some of our listeners might not know what that means.
2: Yeah. Okay, here's here's my my ninety second energy anatomy lesson.
0: Great,
2: (laughs) we are an we are an energetic configuration. At the center, coming right down the center in front of our spine, is a core of energy. It's made up of two different energies from of the earth and of the heavens. They make a braid in the middle. That's the center. Around that are layers. Like, like, the, like the atmosphere of the earth, like the layers of the earth, each one going from denser to more refined, starting with the physical body. The next is what's called the etheric body, where, for instance, acupuncture, Reiki, mm-hmm. and other therapies work. Then there's the emotional body. Then there's the mental body. Then there's the spiritual bodies. Each one of all those layers then have a chakra, an energy center, that comes out of that central core in the front and the back. There's a cone that comes out the front. There's a comes right opposite in the back. These are the concentration of energies, each one having a responsibility for one of the more, the most important aspects of our lives. So we go from the ground. The ground is raw life force comes from the earth. The second chakra in the belly is where life force becomes human life force. This is very,
0: very important. And I think it's, it's where we want to continue when we come back. because Take a quick break. So uh, uh, before we break, are we correct in saying that the chakras are energy, disks of energy that are uh, that enter and exit in the body like wheels of energy up the center of our body? Can yes. Can you say that that's true?
2: I would agree. Okay, you, something like that? You just gave a 10-second summary of what I was saying. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, and, that's,
1: and, great. And, yeah, that's great. And Jonathan, is is chakras just an old Sanskrit word for a wheel?
2: It, it, it is. Yeah. And, and I use it just because it's been used for 5,000 years. Yeah. You can use energy yeah. center. You can use... Uh, you know, many people call it the centers. I call Mm -hmm. it the chakras because giving honor to those people who knew about it way, way, way before we did.
0: Yeah, And Judy does some great work with this. A lot to say. We'll be right back explaining more of this to a journey through into awareness with Jonathan Goldman. We'll be right back.
3: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
4: Are you a conscious co-creator?
0: Welcome back to a journey through into awareness with Jonathan Goldman. And we were just about to continue our discussion about what chakras are and how they interact with one another. So can so, you
2: help us with that? I'll just finish, I'll finish my little wrap there. So energy comes into the body from the earth through the first chakra. One of the things I teach is grounding. Right. So being in the body is by definition grounding, being here now, in this vehicle present now. Right? Connecting literally to the vibration of the earth. That energy comes into the second chakra. Second chakra turns that into life force, not just uh abstract life force, life force. It comes to the third chakra, that turns into yeah.
1: Sorry, um, while you're on the second chakra, can I just ask you a question? Because I thought yeah. it was fascinating when I was reading your book. You said the second chakra is like a perpetual two-year-old.
2: <laughs> we, we, go, we go through the stages of life, right? So what is it? People used to call it the terrible twos. Actually, in my family, we called it the marvelous twos because our kids were just so crazy and, and, and wonderful. What is that? It just The second chakra does what it wants to do. Wants to do, wants to go here, wants to go there, wants to connect this way, wants to, to jump, wants to cry, wants to yell, wants to, right? When you get older, right? Wants to connect with another person, whatever. And the, uh, so it, it is a perpetual two year old. What it needs is some maturity and some guidance. Ideally, that comes from the heart. Which sees, is in touch with the lower self and the higher self, is in touch with the God self and the human self, and can say, okay, right now, that's not what we're going to do. Wait a little while. Okay, now, let's go. Let's have fun. Let's dance. Let's, you know, do the things that second chakras do. Mostly what we do is we try to restrict the second chakra civilization makes the second chakra be squeezed, be constricted, to be fit controlled. In. And what that leads to is yeah. depression.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. To suppress the truth of who we are meant to be.
2: And and our just natural exuberance and our passion mm-hmm. and our creativity. Mm-hmm. And really literally, I just taught a class on this last week, that the restriction of the second chakra, so a chakra has a front and a back. The back is what I call the will centers. The will centers actually, uh, we store energy in the will center and we release it to the front to do what a chakra does. So what we learn how to do is we hold back that energy of the second chakra. There are people through my vision, they look like they have a bustle, you know, like you used to be in the... Yes. In the old days where the dresses had a bustle at the yeah. back, people look like they're walking around with a bustle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's full of the the energy. So it's what I tell people. There's nothing missing. There's nothing missing. Right. You just put it somewhere. Right. Let's find it and bring it forward. So yeah. then the chakra is full. And then it will be like a two-year-old, except at the same time you're opening your heart that gives it boundaries. Mm-hmm sounds like individuation. It is. It is individuation. Energetically. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: So Jonathan, when these chakras are not spinning or full of energy flowing properly, how does it manifest? Does it manifest as pain and sickness?
2: It manifests as pain and sickness. It manifests as all the things that we associate with not being uh, well. Right. Mm -hmm. A very simple definition of health is all the chakras full to their with their their energetic measure, doing what each one of them knows how to do in harmony, united under the command of the heart. That is health. You see, so when they're restricted like this, you get all the symptoms associated with that uh, with that chakra. So the woman I talked about was having trouble with her identity, and so it manifested in her digestion mostly. Mm -hmm. And you get a generalized pattern of illness that we need to unravel and figure out, see, so where's the linchpin? Which one of these chakras is holding all the other ones back? Because they'll all compensate for each other, you Mm -hmm. see? So there's always one or one or two of them that are actually the center, like they were the first that got Restricted.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so Jonathan, does do we contract energetically or have junk in our energy field first before it actually manifests as ailments in our bodies?
2: Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Most illness, in my view, is comes from a constriction in the mental body, and then it, it works its way down. So, can so for instance, talking about this woman, let's let's talk about a different uh energy the throat chakra the throat chakra has to do with receiving has to do with giving has to do with speaking the truth right so a restriction in that what i'm doing here in front of my throat a restriction in that chakra causes us to not take in what is good for us so it can manifest for instance in in we're not taking in nutrition the problem isn't the food you're eating the problem is you're not taking in anything why would I do that? Because when I was young, somebody was so hurtful to me and what was coming into me, I couldn't trust. So I learned how to restrict it. Mm-hmm. See? so But it's showing up then in digestive problems. Mm-hmm. So when I analyze and I see and I enter into contact with that person's energy field, which is what healing is, then I'm led eventually to say, Oh, I see what they're really doing is they've, they have another, they have a fin on the back of their, their, like a, like a pterodactyl fin on the back of their, their throat, the back of their neck. What if we release that and come forward and they can start receiving and uh, apropos of what Georgian was saying, in awareness, the choice to say, Yes, I want this. I want to have my full measure. I want to receive. I want to speak truth, and I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. And then everybody rearranges based on freeing that, and their digestion gets better.
0: Would you say that the constriction possibly begins in the formation of the uh, fetus uh, infant in the womb?
2: It can. It can because, of course, the, the 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 child inside is affected a lot by the mother's energy, mm-hmm. what she's going through, also the atmosphere, you know, and what kind of harmony there is or isn't yeah. in that person. Yeah. Right?
0: We had an incredible uh, doctor on a couple of uh, months ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he was t- <clears throat> talking about something similar. And, Judy, did it come to mind at all, what Stephen was talking about, about... <laughs> yeah,
1: mm-hmm. he spoke about a,
0: like a hook in the back. You're talking about a fin. He does energetic work also. He's a uh, he's a doctor of uh, osteopathy, but an energy healing.
2: Yeah, you know the, the <laughs> first thing in my book is a poem called "the The Six Blind Men and the Elephant," mm-hmm. and it's a great. It's a right. <laughs> so we are right. <laughs> That's what we all are, and so everybody has their take on reality. It's what I say to people. We're not inventing anything. We're just discovering. Right. The Talmud tells us
0: we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are.
2: Uh, I like that. That's great.
1: (laughs) So Jonathan, before we take a quick break, I just had a quick question related to what you were saying before about the throat chakra when it's closed and constricted. Um, I believe one of the things that you said is gratitude helps people open up that throat chakra
2: the two things that open the throat chakra are gratitude and generosity. Hmm. Gratitude is a vibration that lives in the mental body of the throat chakra. I'm going to show you exactly where it is, right here. That It lives in there. And by cultivating gratitude, if sometime, at first, you know, sometimes we have to, like, look around, like, what am I grateful for? You know, okay, oh, I'm grateful I have water to drink. Okay, I'm going to be grateful for that. Yes. But then we realized how many incredible I'm grateful for being alive. I'm 71 years old. I'm grateful every day that I wake up, you know, I'm grateful. Right. And I cultivate it. I lie in bed and I feel gratitude. And that opens my throat chakra, which makes me receptive to energy, makes me receptive to love. Automatically I speak more truth. Yes. Just that act of cultivating consciously in awareness, gratitude. Beautiful.
1: Mm, That is beautiful.
0: Good. So we'll be right back. Take a brief break to a journey through into awareness with Jonathan Goldman. Thank you for joining us tonight.
3: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
0: Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness with your hosts, Judy Miller and Dr. George Andow and our wonderful guest tonight, Jonathan Goldman. So, Jonathan, I'm particularly interested in um, these wheels of energy, the chakras you're speaking about, and what emotions are correlated to each one.
2: So each layer, as I said, has a a different emotion. So... uh... Now, let me just say something in general. Please. The the emotional body, right? We think of them as emotions, as as particular. But in general, the emotional body of our field, of the vehicle, is meant to uh, create movement, right? Emotion, energy in motion. And so each chakra has an emotional body that is meant to be in movement. So on an energy level, for instance, when we have uh, – I'm, I'm, let's say I'm holding back grief, right, which will center in the heart chakra, right, and and the throat chakra. I'm holding that back. On an energy level, what I'm doing is I'm creating stuckness. I'm creating heaviness. And sometimes the emotional body looks like if you're looking at the sky in the summer and it's getting ready to rain, you know, and the clouds get thick and they get all mashed together, and it just you're like oh, something needs to happen. Our energy bodies are the same thing, you see. So uh, each each energy layer then actually has a number of things in it. So the ener- the the emotional layer of the heart, the central quality is joy, but also then the opposite is grief. Depends on if it is it expansion. Is expanding or is it contracting? Huh? Judy, does I mean, a
0: lot of work care. with this. Every <laughs> time you say contraction, it reminds me of Judy's work. Judy <laughs> does a lot of healing like this.
1: So Jonathan, oh, I just, sorry. No, no, no. no pl- please finish what you were going to say. So,
2: and Judy referred to something earlier. What happens is, okay, so let's say in my life, which I can say was true, uh, I had a lot of repressed anger in my life. Blah, blah, blah. I had my own story, right? So a lot of repressed anger. That repressed anger is in the third chakra. What that did was, because I already had a contraction of of this energy of anger that needs movement, right? It's not bad or good. It just needed movement. Lots of energy stuck to it. Lots Mm -hmm. of resonant energy. So there's, right, we live in a sea of energy, We don't live in, I live in a place where the air is very pure. It's full of thoughts. It's full of emotions. Every time a person thinks something or emotes something, it goes into the air. So I gathered a huge amount of energy into my third chakra on top of that anger. So I had to clear all of that energy out. And then I could get down to, to, to my own anger and in awareness confronted. So each one of the chakras ends up the same same way. So the thing you referred to earlier, Judy, about the symptoms that we have, right, we get these symptoms, a lot of the first stage of healing for almost everybody that I see is, I say, we're going to back up the cosmic dump truck. And we're just going to shovel all the energy that you've accumulated on top of your own stuff into that. Two, one, two, three sessions. Now, let's get down to what's yours. And let's start unraveling that. Mm
1: -hmm. No, that's beautiful. So, Jonathan, you were talking about the heart chakra before as well. And I think also, um, you know, in society today, when people feel (coughs) fear, they'll close their hearts. But I believe one of the things that you teach is in order to be safe, it's actually the opposite. We need to open our hearts.
2: Yeah. Excuse me. (coughs) Water. Yeah. It is exactly the opposite. We think of protection as I'm going to close down, right? I'm going to make a barrier. It's not this way because when I open my heart, I can step into the space of compassion, which is in front of my heart. I'm going to show you where it is, right here where my fingers are. That's where compassion lives in every human being. Everybody. Yeah. Right? I mean, so when I open my heart, I can step into the space of compassion and activate it. And that's my protection. Because compassion is a vibration of neutrality. Compassion is a vibration that allows everything but is not involved with anything. Right? So I, in that space of compassion... If energies come to me, they come to that space. They get transformed and they go on to light. When I'm caught in empathy, which can look like compassion, but isn't the same thing. Empathy actually comes from the second chakra. Then what happens is I have an automatic link to the people that I'm being empathetic with. And stuff pours in, pours in, pours in, pours in, pours in. To me, I don't know how to transform it. And that we call burnout. Compassion doesn't lead to burnout. Compassion, I can be tired at the end of a day, but I'm not burned out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Would you say that if someone was to desire transforming this, so they're experiencing a lot coming into them and they want to transform it? Would you say, real just real briefly, perhaps it would be to receive, aware, feel, let go?
2: And I would add to it, center yourself in the heart. Do all that while you are centered in the heart, because then you, that's where that, that intuitive mm-hmm. awareness comes from.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan, you know, you were talking about the heart and the throat before. And one of the things that I've seen with clients is that when our heart and our throat chakras are open, we can manifest easily through love. Yes. Yeah.
2: Because, because, right, there's two laws in the universe, uh, magnetism and resonance. Magnetism is opposite the track. Resonance is like attracts like. Then that's what you're talking about. We're talking about the law of resonance. If I'm available to receive, surprisingly, I'm going to receive. <laughs> if, if I spend my time whining and complaining and close my throat chakra, then I keep justifying, keep, I keep recreating my own belief that I'm, not, that, that, that I'm not going to receive anything. And, oh, yes. my God, I keep not receiving. Yeah. You see? But when I open, as you said, open the throat and the heart, what I need comes to me.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But even in that repeat, there's the opportunity. Because oh. the repeat comes and has a purpose. Everything has a purpose.
2: For sure. And we live in the universe of one more chance. Only one? Always one more. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's <laughs> Perpetually right. one more. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: Jonathan, you said one of the reasons why you're a healer is so you could participate in miracles. I think that's beautiful.
2: I was once having a reading with a, with a, 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 a psychic person. And this, this was a teacher, a very advanced teacher that was coming through this guy. And he says to me, Why do you uh, do do healing work? And I gave the right answer. You know, I want to help people. He was, basically, he said, that's crap. I said, what? (laughs) He said, you do it because you want to participate in miracles. And I looked around and I said, is that okay? And he said, not only is that okay, that's why you do it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And it's really okay. If the universe is infinitely abundant, which it is, there's plenty of room for me to, to love what I do and want to experience miracles. I'm not taking anything Absolutely. from anybody else, you know? That's right. Beautiful. That's right. I do. And I needed to know that healing was real because when I was young, there was so much illness and death in my family that I needed to know that healing was real and that there, there was hope. And that's the other reason that I went into healing. Mm-hmm.
1: Jonathan, what is the whatever prayer?
2: Whatever prayer goes like this. Whatever I have to see, whatever I have to feel, whatever I have to remember, whatever I have to go through, if it is for my healing and in the highest good of all beings, I agree to it. Whatever I have to see, whatever I have to feel, whatever whatever I have to remember, whatever I have to go through, which are the things that that we resist, right? Oh my God, I don't want to see that. Oh my God, I, I can't feel that. So, I'm willing. Okay, I'm saying to, to God. I'm saying to my guides. I'm saying to the universe. Okay, but it needs to be for my healing. I don't want to just go through stuff for the, to go through it. I want to go through it because it's for my healing and because it's in the highest good of all beings, which includes me. Yes. So this was something also I received one day with a woman I was lying on my table, and I was working on her throat chakra. And I heard it like that. Somebody spoke it to me, whatever I have to do. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, let, let me say this to you. And you tell me what percentage you actually can mean that. And she said, 70%. So because Grace is real, she actually got 80% healed. Hmm. Wow. So that's the key. I, to me, that's the key of healing because, right, we give permission Apropos, you know, you said something earlier, Jordan, about, you know, everything has its has its purpose. So resistance has its purpose. But when we get to a point of being, you know, over ourselves, you know, over our, our pretty self and ready to, to go for it, because we've tried everything else and we've tried to to do it sort of, and we've tried to mitigate it, and we've tried to run away, and none of it has gotten us what we want. And we're willing to say, okay. Yes. Do it. let's go yeah. whatever I have to see whatever I have to feel etc yeah. for my healing yeah. and in the highest good of all beings and okay let's go yeah. and then our job is to keep saying yes
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: willingness yeah I just heard I just heard you explain and talk about the purpose of repeat yeah the purpose of repeat Because every time we repeat, we get closer to the core. It's used. It's used if we, you know, what I'm hearing is, and it's also I think I will believe all of us, that it's used when we are willing to move towards awareness, to open it up to see the little kernel so we can expand on that.
2: That's right. And compassion tells us. Yes. You're going to get there. You do it at your own pace. Yes. It's not up to me to tell you how to do it. It's up to me to hold the space because I know you're going to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes, I love that.
1: So, Jonathan, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, one of the questions we'd like you to address is, you know, everything is here to serve us for our highest and greatest good. But in those moments of despair, sometimes it's hard to see that. So maybe if you can share with us, how do we get through that?
2: beautiful be happy to give you my take on the elephant
0: that's great (laughs) well we look forward to having the elephant back in the room right now we'll be right back we're going to take a quick break thanks for joining us
3: you're listening to talk radio nyc uplift educate empower
0: Welcome back with Jonathan Goldman. So let's talk about the elephant. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. here's, here's my answer with a very beautiful uh, question, Judy. We, we wanna make it complicated, right? We wanna make it complicated because we want our, our, our minds to be engaged. And we, we all have, we, and many of us, we have degrees in education, so we have to make things complicated. The truth is it's super simple light is not a metaphor light is real light is what illuminates the entire universe it's what makes life force it what is at the heart of creation the the hindu people call it aisha undifferentiated, undifferentiated the light and that emanates from the heart of the divine okay but it's real it's not a metaphor it has nothing necessarily to do with a religion or in particular spiritual path it's available to all of us. We can learn to cultivate a conscious, vibrational, perceptible relationship with that vibration of light. It's done through meditation. It's done through prayer. It's done through breathing. It's what I teach. How do we make an inner construction in our bodies in this, this energy? like a substructure in our energy field that's centered in the heart, grounded on earth, centered in the heart, receiving light. So that in these moments you're referring to, Judy, the moments of despair, the moments of difficulty, which everybody has, right? It's part of the American culture, particularly the, you know, is that everything's supposed to be beautiful and wonderful all the time. Yeah. You go on Instagram and you're supposed to be your most beautiful, <laughs> yeah. incredible, beautiful, gorgeous self, and I'm fantastic, Right. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yes. Because. disagree. It's ridiculous. We, there, life is, it has contraction. It has difficult moments. It's supposed to, referring to what George Ann said. But I can go through those dark moments in light centered in my heart. And it's, I'm saying it's not metaphorical. I yeah. do it every day. It's what I teach mm-hmm. my students. Absolutely. Let's cultivate this vibration of light. So especially in those moments of despair. I have an automatic connection. At least I got a flashlight.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. We call it faith. Another word for it could be faith, right? I walk in faith, faith.
2: which lives in the mental body of the heart, right in front of compassion, literally lives about a foot and a half in front of your, your, your chest. Is That's where literally faith lives. You know, I recently watched. Uh, The Dalai Lama, I love the Dalai Lama, right? Dalai Lama is an amazing person. And he got the COVID vaccine. It's a very beautiful, you can go on YouTube. It's like a minute and a half. And he's talking in his very beautiful Dalai Lama way. You know, his English is very, very beautiful and sweet. And he's saying, this is a very good thing. If you watch his hands, his hands 100% of the time are in the state of faith and the state of compassion.
1: Mm-hmm. he's
2: provoking he's he's saying what he says mm-hmm. but he's provoking faith the whole time provoke this is a very good thing it's going to help everybody mm-hmm. tum, tum, tum. Mm-hmm. so
1: <laughs> that is beautiful yeah. so jonathan Georgiana and i have lots and lots of other questions for you but we don't want to run out of time we want listeners to know how they can learn more about you and how they can connect with you so if you can let them know and again jonathan jonathan goleman author of gift of the body
2: so, Gift the Body is available on Amazon. We just sent them in because we ran out. They're now available as of today, right, May 24th. And our uh, website, essentiallight.org. Essential light is one word, lowercase, two L's in the middle. Essential light, essentiallight.org. We have a whole array of offerings from Videos, free videos to attend a 10-session ten, a ten class that I did last year that's available. I just did a two-part series on mediumship. I'm doing a three-part series on anxiety, depression, and trauma. All these things are available for people who are just beginning, people who are in the middle of their journey, and people who have been doing this for a long time who want to augment and, you know, add to their own program. So you're very welcome. And, you know, somebody once said to me, if you like my babble, listen to my babble. If you like someone else's babble, listen to their babble. <laughs> so if, if, if you like my babble, come and listen, you know, and learn this way and incorporate it. The thing about what I teach is this. It doesn't contradict anything. No, it doesn't. It only augments. Mm-hmm. It's only going to add to what you already do mm-hmm. and and give you the actual practical way to put what you know to be true into actual vibrational, vibrational practice. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm hearing that also.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of divine wisdom in your book, Jonathan. It's definitely a labor of love, I'm sure.
2: Yes. Seven years took me. Wow. Beautiful though.
1: So Jonathan, I, one of the things that you commented on the book is what is the longest four inches in the universe?
2: <laughs> Longest we're interested in the universe is the distance between the third chakra and the heart. Mm-hmm. Right? Longest because they it's interesting in the configuration of the body. They're so opposite, right? The third chakra is about doing and making and achieving and going for it and determination, right? And the heart is about unity and harmony, not weaker stronger in many ways but very different in that it it brings everything into its own harmony and the third chakra is about di- distinguishing like this is a this and this is a that this is a me this is a you this is a right it's about identity and so the distance from one to the other that's where we're being drawn everybody i see every illness Every confusion, every difficulty, to me appears as a person who is being invited and drawn, and in some cases forced into their heart in order to have a different life and a different way of living. As a collective, as a humanity, that's what's going on from my point of view. Yes. We're being taken from the third chart. We just had, right? We had the we live in the United States in the quintessential expression of the third chakra in the history of humanity we are the makers we are the the conquerors we are the doers right all of that manifestors right and of course not everybody benefits from that but as a culture that's what we're about and we're being and so then recently what we had is the people who are hanging on to that for everything that they're worth and trying to make everybody else do it with them. So provoking conflict, provoking anger, provoking criticism and judgment because everybody's being pulled to the heart, which is not about any of that stuff. And so that's my point of view is we are all being invited or dragged through that four inches to come and live through the heart, which is the new way. Mm. And maybe it's going to take a hundred years. I don't know.
0: Mm. What a great
1: point. Beautifully said. Jonathan, Jonathan, is that the most important chakra in your opinion?
2: Yeah, because it's the center. Mm -hmm. It's not more important in in the, it's not more important in the, in the sense of the functioning of the body, but it's the one that creates that holds everybody else in, mm-hmm. in harmony. Hold, everybody else, meaning I think of them as people. It holds all the other chakras. So most important in the sense of when I shift my loyalty to that, is what I say, I shift my loyalty to that, and I'm living through that, that's the basis for everybody else lining up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're talking about the heart
0: chakra. Heart chakra. Yes, absolutely, yeah. So, Jonathan, before we end, is there one, if, if you could give one, Uh, one mm, tidbit to our audience that are listening that they can take away from tonight. Um, 30 seconds or less. Go.
2: You are way more, way more magnificent than you have ever imagined yourself to be. That, place of your true self that you've protected all these years with all the things you did is in the center of your heart Amen. go there yes and you're going to meet not only yourself but everybody else who's doing the same thing so you are not alone
0: i love it that's great so jonathan we always end in prayer would you be willing to say the prayer tonight
2: absolutely i thank I you honored. We ask here that all those who are here with us and all those who we meet can benefit from this peace that we have now in our hearts. We ask to know that we are this peace. We ask to generate this peace. We ask to become messengers of peace simply by being in this peace. Amen.
1: You know. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much. Right. What an honor to have you. Oh, so wonderful Total to have honorable. you.
2: Thank you, you Jonathan. You, you two are just lovely, oh. incredible, smart, beautiful people. And I'm happy to be with you. Well, thank, thank you. So you.
0: Much. And thank you, everyone. We look forward to seeing you next week right here, Monday nights at seven on the journey through into awareness. Look forward to it. God bless. We love you. And good night.
1: Good night. Thanks, Jonathan. Good
0: night. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank night. you, Judy.
1: Good night, Georgian.
0: Good night, Judy. Thank
2: you both.
3: Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting twenty-four hours a day.
5: Hey, everybody! It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on TalkRadio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on TalkRadio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham
3: Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the mind behind leadership here on TalkRadio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real
5: leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content, wealth?
4: weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7pm we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7pm on talkradio.nyc